Welcome to the Creating an Empowered Body, Mind and Life podcast with your host, author, fitness entrepreneur, empowerment and transformation coach, Chris Ellerby Hemmings. This podcast is about helping people find happiness through health, fitness and mindset. So, welcome back guys, we've got another podcast and today we've got a special guest and I searched the internet and searched all of my contacts and people I've been following, I've followed Brad for quite a long time, um, you've already given your name out, it's Brad Burton, um, basically what it is today is I wanted to kind of talk about being yourself, not hiding behind a mask, not going around life being fake and I'm taking a quote from Brad here which is being proper happy, not fake happy which is what the world kind of makes us do. In society, we're all commodity and the, the marketing world makes us buy things, makes us buy the Porsche, makes us change the fr- chase after the Lamborghini, makes us chase after the big business or the better body or the new supplement or the new diet or the new thing. And all of it, all of that boils down to trying to be happy, but proper happy, not fake happy. So today we've got Brad Burton, on the podcast and I want to first of all thank you for your time and thank you for allowing me to kind of interview you slash chat with you on the podcast and I thought I can't give you justice by introducing you myself so I'll let you just kind of explain who people are and why the hell they're going to listen to this guy from Salford who now lives in um, Somerset Somerset, to talk about being yourself like do you know what I mean like people think to be in themselves but So, so maybe you can just I introduce am, so, yourself a little bit and we can talk so about... So I've got no qualifications, none whatsoever. Uh, my teacher said to me, I never amount to anything. And up until 31 years ago, sorry, until I was 31, it was absolutely right. And then I changed. Uh, in that last, uh, what were we at? 30, I can't even do my math now. In the last 12, 13 years, I started a business off. Um, that business now is called 4 Networking. Run over 5,000 business networking mem- uh, meetings across the UK. Got thousands of members. And uh, it's the largest joined up business network in the UK. I'm also an author. I've written four books. Uh, my first book is called Get Off Your Ass. The latest one's called Now What? Uh, I'm the highest rated and reviewed business author on Amazon. And I'm also a motivational business speaker. I speak at the likes of JCB, the business show, Sage Zero, blah, blah, blah. The NHS. And uh, I motivate these people. And I'm the kind of guy who's, look, if you can see I've got tattoos on my forearm, I look like a drug dealer. You know, I'm not anymore. Uh, joking, you can edit that. But the point I'm making is... Uh, this is, I'm a largely unexceptional guy from Salford who somewhere along the way changed his life and actually now I'm, I'm a whole lot better for it. I mean, you know, I am genuinely happy. I'm successful, doing well. I've got a nice balanced life in terms of family life and uh, life's good. It awesome. wasn't always that way. It wasn't always that way. So this is Brad and obviously um, you speak to huge, huge audiences. Um, what's your biggest audience? Oh, 1100, something like that. So, you know, that's, that's, that's a big amount of people. Um, do you like obviously you're scared sometimes when you, you start off mm. doing that and it builds and then you began you began to be more yourself when you started doing it, which made it less and less scary or was it still the same? So fear is always a thing when you as a public speaker. I mean, it's a strange profession when you've got to walk into a room full of strangers and win them over. Right? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Think about it. But that's what you sign up for. And uh, it's a bit like in your world when you go to a fresh gym. Mm. You know, when anyone goes into a fresh gym, what you think are like, all of a sudden, you're clocking the meat edge, you're clocking the people pushing weights there, and you're not, and it's like, yeah, you're disorientated. But as you get better and start being more comfortable in yourself, you're going about, I'm not a power lifter. Yeah. I'm never going to do that. That's not what I'm about. I'm not about putting 
400k stacks or whatever, right? That's not what I'm about. Yeah. I'm Mr. 14 kilo uh, barbell kills. And as long as you're comfortable in that, then it's still the same gym that it always was. Yeah. Still the same gym, but just your uh, awareness of, of you and what you're about and what your goals are. So from the speaking thing, yeah, I get nerves. I'd be lying to you if I said it didn't. Uh, um, genuinely... And, and generally uh, overcome those nerves generally sometimes it does mm. get the better in there's no rhyme or reason as to why that's, that's the case is but what you can do is I, I do something called the brad camp uh, be a better speaker I, I train people to be speakers one thing that i can say about speaking is that nobody can see your nerves like <laughs> genuinely like when i when I, yeah, I go and get like 20 people and i train them i ask them to write down on a scale of one to ten how nervous they are and they're writing eight nine tens and then i ask everyone else who's watching them to write down how nervous they believe that the person is. And then when they sit down, I ask them for their scores and the other people. And I'm telling you, people can't see your nerves. So you yeah. have about two to get back. So it happened to myself when I was speaking at one event and um, there was a particular person who I really could see wasn't enjoying it. He was just sitting there, body language, his arms were folded. He was looking around. He wouldn't catch eye contact with me. And we were going on, and I was helping him a lot with it. was It was a nutrition seminar, so we were talking. It was quite a, quite a large audience, not a, not as big as your one there, but it was a big audience. And I was like trying to keep their attention, and uh, everyone else was like really nodding and happy. And this one guy, and I was like, God, he just he's not getting it. And I'd learned kind of through books that you can't choose what's in someone else's head, and you can't change what's in his head, and you can't you can't know what's in his head, like exactly what you just said. So I didn't know what was in his head. Come up to me at the end, and he was like, "That was brilliant. That is." And he was really open. That was Chris, great. I enjoyed that. Two things here. One, I remember when I launched for networking, going back in two thousand and six, <clears> and <throat> there was nine, ten tables, and I remember saying, "Welcome to the future of business networking," which is what the words I opened up with. Yeah. And there was one table laughing and sniggering, and it's funny because. I remember that table more than anything else and in life. We do that. We remember the bad stuff. Yeah. And I'll tell you another story. That what you just said then about that, I've had exactly the same. I remember a guy came up to me afterwards and I'm thinking, if you just to stop the, the, the tape and say, right, what's this guy thinking? He thinks, oh, he thinks Brad's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. That's came what, up to me and said the same. Yeah. Can I be honest with you, Brad? I came here thinking you was a complete twat and then I've gone away and you've changed my life. So thank you. And it's like, whoa, where did that come from? Boom, it happens. Yeah. That was that was really really weird. It's, it's it's like that. Let's just go back to that gym conversation because when people go to a gym, the the whatever we want to call it, the ego. We don't want to be too uh, hippie or whatever, but the ego takes over. The the this this like um, I I explain it when I do when I speak to people. It's like like the Terminator. You know when the Terminator is looking around, it's like and it's looking over there. That person's looking at me. That person's looking at me. Oh my god! I've got to They're have lifting my... more weight than me. They're yeah, lifting yeah. more weight than me. I've got to have my hair like this, and I've got to stand in a certain way. And then what hair? What hair, Chris? Oh, Those yeah. days are gone, fella. I, but yes, I get the point. I'm still kind of keep hold of mine and keeping it as long <laughs> as possible. But anyway, so people are like walking around the gym, and they're like, "I can't, um, I can't do that." And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna lift that one extra weight extra than yeah. I normally lift because everyone's looking at me. And and then um, the, you know, I've got to have the best trainers on. I've got to have the best gym gear on, and I've got to buy that one because that person bought that one. And that guy's bigger than me and I'm not as big as him. And, and we really don't want that in a gym. We want just people to be themselves. They want to enjoy their own journey. And it's like, that that's really what we don't want in a, in a gym. So yeah. I kind of explain this, this Terminator thing as being like externally motivated by what people see compared to what you want to do. So for example, yeah. in a gym, you might be doing a bench press or whatever. And last week you got this many reps and you want to add a rep. Great, you win. You win an extra rep personally for you, not for 
the guy across the gym because he's probably not looking at you anyway or the girl across the gym because they're not looking anyway. They're in their own mind, probably doing the same thing as what you're doing, going, oh my God, everyone's right. looking at me. Boom. So what we need to do is be ourselves and not be worried about what the other people think. So I kind of say, I kind of sat there for ages trying to work out how to explain to people how to start this process. And it was like so, my so, process. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is something that I wrote about in one of my books, which is about finding your level. Right. Finding your level. See, it's all relative, right? It's all relative. So you pushing out six reps at your highest weight, whatever that weight is at bench, right? And me pushing out my uh, six reps at my highest weight is relative. We're both working as hard. That's yeah. the reality of it. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at Muslim Fitness Magazine, everyone's looking at the Ronnie Coleman's of the world or whatever are pushing big plates. Yeah. They are only working as hard as you and I. They're no extra. They are at their capacity. But here's the thing about finding your level in life and business and in the gym, right? What we end up doing, if I look at the, the, the level saying, I think, um, me as, a, as an entrepreneur now, so there's Donald Trump, there's Richard Branson, there's Alan Sugar, and they're right up here, okay? Yeah. If I look, at, look up, on a scale of one to ten, they're ten. On the entrepreneur scale, I'm a one or a two on their scale. Mm. I, so I'm always eight points away from their success. And if I'm always looking at them, I'm always going to feel a failure. So what I've done is I've changed all that. I said, fuck their, their scale off. I'm never <laughs> going to be at that. Right. So I'm never going to be Tony Robbins. I'm never going to have myself a private island. I'm never going to have a private jet. Right? That's not what I'm about. But what I can have is a five-bedroom house over in Somerset. What I can have is a PlayStation 4. What I can... So you've got to find your level. Stop looking at everyone else because that will drive you fucking mad. And that's why people become unhappy. Because you look at these entrepreneurs and you say, right, I want to have myself a Trump Tower. I want to have myself an uh, Alan Sugar uh, boardroom with uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the aids that he's got. Forget that. Fucking be you. So be how, you. How, in, how, in your mind, does people people stop looking at other people? What's the first step for you? I've got my own I, process in it, but I was, I was, what's yours? Ask yourself this question. Five years back, if you could see yourself now, would you be happy, yes or no? And if the answer is yes, fucking bin it. If the answer is no, what have you got to change today in order to make yourself happy? I am telling you right now, once you realise right, that you're not going to be Alan Sugar, once you realise you're not going to be Ronnie Coleman... Right? But what you've got to be is the best that you can be. The best that you can be. See me, right, as a, as a gym goer, I dick about, right? I am genuinely Mr. 14, 16K uh, curls. That's it. Yeah, I can do 24, 12, but I don't, right? Because then it's about me. And, and, and some, the, the wisdom will say, hey, Brad, you should be doing more weight because, yeah, I get all that. But it's about fucking me. I'm quite happy with my level, mm. right? And this is the thing, I can go and look at, you, 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 you know, your, your, your magazines and look at these guys and think, oh, I'd love to be like that. Yeah, I would love to be like that. Can I be asked? No. And that's the thing. Can I be really asked macroing and weighing out tuna eight times a day? No. Can I be asked not going out for a curry? No. So once you accept that, stop being wistful. See, here's the thing. Seeing too many people all tuned into that whole thing, oh, I'd love to have a Lamborghini. Right. There's no point in making a dream so big that it becomes a nightmare. And I'll tell you something about that old Lamborghini shit, right? Is that in my mind's eye, I wanted all that. And I'm telling you right now, right? It doesn't create your happiness. I've got a friend of mine with 20 million pounds worth of supercars, right? 20 fucking mil. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being uh, Brad Happy, one being miserable is a two or a three. You go down to his Mayfair property, underfloor um, garage, the lights go on like something out of the Fast and the Furious, blink, 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 
All monogrammed dust covers, right? All the same with a monogrammed. Pulls it off, Bugatti. Whoa. You, do you want to have a spin of it? But it's got some poke. You go around Mayfair, everyone's taking photographs at the traffic lights. And then you drive it in after two miles of fucking crawling on for 45 minutes. Drive it back in there. Blink, blink, blink. Lights go off, dust cover over, end the story. You spend your fucking life showing everyone what you've got. Right? You don't enjoy it. You spend your fucking life showing everyone what you've got. And you end up doing it so your life is not yours. Yeah. The same goes for bodybuilding. It's a tough game as well. You spend your life vindicating yourself. And I'll tell you something, it's non-sustainable, as you know, right? It's not, you know, bodybuilders cannot sustain that amazing physique. So It's a very short-lived thing. So people, oh, pe- people look at pictures of me on the internet and they're like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, but that's only for the last the little 10 weeks when I get it. And I do that every three years or so. Are you really? Yeah, and that's all I do it. So I'm a natural yeah. bodybuilder, so I do it every three years or so. And what I've done is I've, I've set my life up. So when I first started competing, it was all about this. Everybody else is looking at me. If I get this amazing physique, everyone is going to respect me so much more. Everyone's going to like me. I was really insecure. Got on stage, did it. And I remember I remember this, this moment. And... I'm on stage and I've done my first show. I was like shaking like a leaf backstage. I was really nervous. And then you started um, calling out the names and you were like, I'm just on the back line with like, there was like 16 guys. And he went, and um, the, the fourth place trophy goes to Chris Ellaby Hemmings. And I stood down the back line like, what? What me? What, why? I have no idea. And I was like, cool. And I was like completely cold. Like, what? why have I have won? So I went to the front, got the trophy, felt a bit spaced out that I got it. But then the thing is, the next day, woke up, and I, I, I still felt this shitty, unhappy right, feeling. Right. So here is the thing. Here is the thing. And it was just a trophy. Chris, listen to this, because this is bang on. What you've got here is it absolutely right. So I did it with my thing, with my frigging business. I've got this national business that in my mind's eye I had this vision and nobody else could see it and I created this vision and it's a bit like being like somebody who's a kid who looks at um, Mount Everest and says one day I'm going to climb you and they spend all their life training getting altitude training getting acclimatized they get the Sherpas they get to the base camp they get there they get to the top of Mount Everest put a flag in the top and they look over the vista and think what a load of shit (laughs) it's just a fucking mountain yeah you spent your life's work on something that you thought would then make you happy. Yeah. It doesn't. And this is why you've got... Look, I am from Salford, Manchester, proper, right? I'm, <laughs> and I'm telling you, my whole approach right now is I find beauty. I took a picture the other day of daffodils, right? Daffodils. Yeah. I'm six foot, 15 and a half stone, and I'm taking pictures from Salford, taking pictures of daffodils because I'm finding the beauty in everything. And this is what you've got to do because there's no point in going, you know, you look at it, squad goals, frigging Lamborghinis and Rolexes. I am telling you, it is empty. I have so many people that I know who have made shitloads of money and yeah. yet they're broken inside. They're empty because that's why they think that by buying a car, the happiness that is eluding them will be there. By getting the next <clears throat> lap dancer, the happiness that eludes them yeah. is there. By getting the next supplement, by getting more body mass, yeah. the happiness that it's Bullshit. So this is what you've got to do. You've got to find that happiness and contentment within yourself. Now, as you can gather, I am from Salford. I am in no way a fucking hippie, right? I'm not. But I'll tell you something. I was pursuing that that I thought that happiness was everywhere else apart from where I am today. Because the future that you once wanted is today. 
This is what you wanted. You signed up for this life five years ago and you've got it. And your success and anyone watching this, your success or failure will be defined by your ability to make decisions, good ones and bad ones. And I was making some fucking bad decisions five, six years ago. And I unraveled. I had a nervous breakdown. I've got type 2 diabetes now. Right. And you think to yourself, how fucking stupid have you got to be to get type 2 diabetes through bad diet? Because I was warned by the doctor. He said, oh, you're having too many cans of Red Bull. I'm only doing five in a day. <laughs> you're laughing more than I was. How stupid. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, it's giving me rings. It's giving me a fucking idiot. Full sugar as well, I guess. <sighs> Mate, yes. Yeah. And, and not only that, you're also doing KFCs on the road. You know, only that, you're going on a snicker. I'm working hard. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm working really hard. Look, grinding and hustling. Nonsense. It's this. And this is the thing. People are so busy being busy. People are so busy. And I'll tell you what I do now. The way that I've got my happiness and my shit together right now is rather than working 8, 12 hours at 100%, well, oh, sorry, at 50%, I work 4 hours at 100%. Yeah, I like and that. And it's complete <clears throat> different time. So I've got more time to be happy playing fucking Ghost Recon on my PlayStation 4. Or, or, or go and skim me pebbles with my kids. Because I just see too many people but thinking that that success, if they work really hard, they're going to... And it's a bit like what you said, mate. Now, I'm taking nothing away from what you've achieved. For you to have come first and to get those pictures, I wish I had pictures like you. I don't, right? Because I'm not prepared to do it. I am not prepared to work like that. And I, need, and, and I think anyone who's watching this needs to be honest about it. Needs to be honest because I ended up with success, right? I was successful, success i was ill i created myself ill i had a nervous breakdown <laughs> like and if you think about you going to the gym or any individual here lifting any weight you lift weight up and it comes a point when you can't lift anymore and it strains and it causes you problems well guess what your brain is a muscle when was the last time you took it to a brain gym when was the last time that you went you know what i need to be kind here i'm reaching capacity never and that's why it causes you problems you've got to start looking after yourself my priorities going back five years ago were one business Two, family. Three, health. Right? And as such, I had a multi-million pound business. Family, I was one day away from divorce. Oh, and I had a, a nervous breakdown and type 2 diabetes. So I flipped it now. My priorities are one, health. Two, family. Three, business. Now, it's taken me 11 years to reach that conclusion. And I'm not suggesting that anyone starting out can do that. Because you need to throw a lot into the well at first. But i tell you something. On my last dying death, of my, my dying breath, I'm not going to say, fucking hell. I wish I'd have spent more time in the gym. We're not going to turn around and say, I wish I'd have spent more time on proposals. Mm. What I am going to say is I wish I'd have spent time, time being healthier. Being healthier. My family, exactly. And working out how to be healthy. So like, yeah. actually going back to this, this bodybuilding thing, it's not, this is, uh, uh, people listening to this won't be into that and into bodybuilding, but because I'm a bodybuilder, it's kind of great yeah. to talk about it. So that's Natural, natural? Natural bodybuilding, yeah. So, yeah, so UK Drug Free Bodybuilding Association, BMBF. So I went from um, I went from the 2012 show, which was very, egot very egotistically motivated, and that story there. Had a two-year break where, obviously, the guys who know about bodybuilding is when you're, most of your work's done, you're doing your lifting, and you're continuously. So you're living healthily, which is great. So I'm getting my food in. I'm, I'm making sure I'm, I'm, I'm controlling my food. It's making my life have structure. I'm going to the gym like three to five times a week. I've got structure. I'm being healthy. I'm, 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 I'm working through my daily little snippets of happiness. So I'm keeping a track of my training. And when I get a little bit better, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm getting better. I'm improving. Yep. So then it gets to 2014 and I do another competition. This time it was completely different. I wasn't 
care. I didn't care if I won. I didn't care if people were looking at me. I literally had no care whatsoever to the point where it was actually difficult to to get into that shape because of the the need to be egotistically motivated by the people around me. So I was like struggling a bit like, well, if I don't care, why am I doing it? But then I realized that I had to build up a lot of things around this 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 mindset and this health and you know my genetics are quite crap anyway so you know my, my body fat set points quite high so it's it's good for me to stay yeah, I know that one fellow yeah. stay to stay it's good for me to stay in shape and keep active so I've got all these things around it and I compete every three years which keeps me doing this for the long okay. term Get so down. then this year I'm just in the middle of getting ready for it again and it's a bit weird again because I'm not doing it for other people I'm doing it for myself and I'm probably I've progressed a lot more so that's kind of the story around this 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 bodybuilding thing but what i wanted to go back to was this terminator thing what we're talking about this how did it how did i go from how did i personally go from looking at everybody else walking down the street going are they looking at that uh that stain i've got on my t-shirt are they looking at that because i've just filled my food are they looking at my shoes are they looking at that what that bag yep. of uh, that bag i've got on do they like do they not like it how did i go from that being obsessively insecure and uh, uh, shy but outspoken so i was shy inside but i was outspoken i had this mask on how to go from that to changing so my first thing was trying to get this terminator thing and realize i was doing it being self-aware okay so i'm walking down the street and i'm looking at other people so i'm going look at that guy over there he's got that nice car i want that look at that guy over there he's got that he's got that thing i want and then the opposite i'm going look at that idiot over there why is he doing that look at that fool in the gym why is he doing that so all I did was I, I turned off this or like I had a break where I went, I'm going to stop judging other people. So I'm going to stop looking at their shoes or their watch or their car or, you know, the shape of their body or why they've got the hair like that or why are they talking in that manner? I'm going to turn that off and I'm not going to judge. I'm going to be aware of it. Then I'm going to turn off the wanting the other thing that they've got. Mm. And then all of a sudden this, this uh, being myself came around where I was just like, I don't care as much anymore because they're probably not looking at me. And if they are, I can't choose to know Absolutely. whether they're looking at me or not. And then I became a lot more but you know, comfortable. In that, life. that comes back down to finding your level. See, you're in show business. You're in show business. What you do is you're in show business. There's no point in me turning around and saying I'm a natural bodybuilder if I'm at 26% body fat or whatever I'm figuring about at the moment, right? There's no point in me doing that, right? And this is the thing. You are in show business. So what you say and how you say it is going to have an impact. Same goes for me. So I, I, I'm completely with you on that one. But what I will say is you're still in show business. You still need to look good because otherwise you've got to be the product. Yeah. For you to turn around and give people confidence, you need to look great. For me to be a motivational business speaker, guess what? I've got to be motivational about business speaking. Yeah. So I, there's a level, and this is the thing, I would love to be leaner. No question. Can I be asked? No. That's the reality of it. And I think that's that comes back down to every single individual. Yeah. You know, reading Muscle and Fitness magazine doesn't get you fit, yeah. <laughs> Right. Reading about macros and, 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 and recipes doesn't get you fit. Doing it does. And that's the difference. Yeah. And I'd rather be honest with myself <clears> and happy <throat> rather than dishonest with myself and unhappy, which is what happens. Because you look at everyone else and you think, well, I wouldn't, you know, you can keep reading the muscle and fitness magazines, believing. I mean, the supplement game's an interesting one because I genuinely, over, other than the last few years, felt that supplements was legit, legit, legit. As in, like, you can do that by having these powders and stuff on it. I, I've only 
because I've been somewhere along the way. You guys seem to have took me under your wing, the yeah. old fitness industry, which is lovely. Um, but I, I sort of seen what that game's about. That actually, you having these frigging powders and, and 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 creatine and stuff doesn't change you from where you are, Brad, to where you want to be. It's everything else that's associated with that. Yeah. And I think that that in life is a good uh, metaphor for life. In yeah. that, it's not one thing. There's not one thing that fixes anyone's life. There's lots of decisions. Lots of decisions, as you just said. Then turning this Terminator thing off. That in itself would be one thing, one factor towards feeling happier. Yeah, it's just um, I, I, when I when I present on on seminars myself, I talk about this the sales funnel of the sixty billion pound industry. I went to uni last year myself, and it was like I was I was I was I was very similar to yourself. I was like struggling. I was uneducated, and you know I hear you, hey, you talk about hey I was I was actually obese when I was um when I was like was nineteen twenty. Yeah, I was uh, I became obese. I was following. And there's actually a bit of a story to it where I was following all of the magazines, so obs- wow. so obsessive with wanting wow. wanting a six pack and wanting to be in shape, and because everyone looks at a bodybuilder and think that they must know what they're doing all the time, but I went from this 16, 17, 18, 19 years old person so obsessed with looking at the magazines and wanting to be in shape that I ended up creating an eating disorder for myself. So I was going. I was going, um, uh, my worst one was tuna every three hours and a pickle every 15 minutes because I thought the pickle would speed my metabolism up and I thought the tuna would give me like massive gains. And this obviously lasted only Monday to Friday and then I'd break on the weekend. So when I got to like Friday night, I, I found myself in the kitchen several times where for my thing, my, 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 mine, was, um, mine was Cocoa Pops. I'll just have one bowl of Cocoa Pops and I'd pour it. And I'd get halfway through that bowl of Cocoa Pops and then I'd be like, I'll just top it up. I'll just top it up. I'll just top it up. And by the time I'd, um, I'd got through it, I'd ended up eating the entire box. And then I'd break down. I'd be crying because I'm like, but I want this six pack. Oh, what's going on? It's my mind's not strong enough. And what it was is this industry had destroyed my mind, destroyed my willpower. And I was not eating enough food Monday to Friday. I was killing the gym. And then at the weekend, I was overeating and I was, I was binge eating. And this took many, many years and a lot of learning, a lot of like educators to help me get rid of it myself, which is why I'm passionate about helping other people do, do that. And that's where it's it's come from. Um, but yeah, that that's that was like the the issue was this this industry. So I, I take this this sales funnel talk and what happened to me and what happens to everyone, and this has gone on for the past like since the internet, so like twenty years, but more yeah. so in, in the last decade, is this sales funnel down to this one thing and this one thing is the protein powder the supplement the thing that's going to make you happy make you happy or fake happy so what what happens is this 60 billion pound industry goes right let's get rid of let's sorry let's let's make them all scared of carbs let's make them all scared of fats let's make them all scared of salt let's make them all think that you've got to not eat at night time Let's make them all think that you've got to eat every three hours. Let's make them all think that this. So everyone then is all the left with, and all I was left with, was wow. was protein and no carbs, no fats, and supplements. So I was taking loads of supplements. My cupboard, wow. cupboard, was, cupboard, was, cupboard was full of supplements, and you all down to this one thing. One of the most profitable forms of, of uh, food in the world is whey protein powder. And all the supplement companies have accidentally done it, so everyone's left with one thing. And what's that? To buy protein powder because they can't eat tuna all day long. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating to see that. You see, you know, I look at this, um, 
I got type 2 diabetes, as I said. And that's as a direct result of frigging bird's eye potato waffles. It's a direct result of bird's eye crispy pancakes in the 70s. You know, when I say that, I, I don't mean one set. I'm on about condition that actually this stuff's fast, convenient, and so forth. Because yeah. my, my, my children eat beautifully. So my generation sort of fucked it all up, really, with that whole nutrition stuff. And then you've got, like you say, this, as you just talked about, this funnel where it's gone too extreme. There's something called sensible eating, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, this balance thing. I talk about this. It's balanced. It sounds boring, and I, I suppose sustainable. Yeah, sustainable, and that sounds boring. So when we when we talk when we teach on uh, empowered by eating, people go through this really simple online system. It's it's you've heard about flexible dieting and macros, right? It's a bit overcomplicated, but what we've done is broke it down into five levels. Level one is just teaching people how to have this balance around calories, and people are losing like hundred pound on it and things. And it's dead cheap. It costs him a tenner a month. And he might stay on it for three or four months. Right? It. But then he'd trial it for a pound, whatever. But basically, they're, they're, they're finding through the videos, through the written content, through the step-by-step -step guide, balance. And that's it. Like, we're like, eat food, but eat it in a balanced manner. Like, eat normal stuff. Like, some guy I was speaking to yesterday was like, I'm not allowed to eat crisp because I heard crisp uh, carbs are bad. And I'm like, well, all right, if you find balance. That's right. Listen, listen, listen. There's, there's one thing having a pack of cheese, Walker's cheese, onion, and crisps. Another thing, old school days, doing three or four packets and, and actually not batting an eyelid, not or, thinking there's a problem with that, which is what I used to do. Or 12. Or 12. Like this guy I was talking to yesterday was 12. <laughs> That's going to cause you a problem. It's, gonna, it's not going to cause you a problem instantly. Yeah. But you did it over, over the course of a life or, or years or, you know, that's you in trouble. You're in trouble. And I think this is the thing about nutrition. I think we are more aware and less aware at the same time yeah. so confusing to work out you know if you go back to the 40s there was healthier then yeah, yeah. The, after the war yeah. <laughs> so this this overeating thing um which you know i'm guilty as charged on um is is a modern generation thing almost yeah. it's, it's odd it's, it's, it, i mean diabetes for me is something that really i'm so pissed off with myself i'm disappointed with myself your, so, your past self yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, you know what? I'm not, I'm no, I'm, I'm no angel now, but I'm certainly more mindful of it than ever before. I'm just, I'm just disappointed with myself that you've got a guy who's pseudo intelligent, seemingly has managed to create himself a bit of a, um, uh, a drain on the uh, NHS. That's sad. And 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 you know, there's hundreds of thousands of us. That's that's disgusting. And like I say, I'm doing my bit in my own daft way to 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 try and and make a positive difference in terms of for people. I'm just a normal guy, you know. I'm no bodybuilder. I'm not in that world. But what I do when I speak in front of the crowds, like I could do uh, three, four times a week, is I, I share this whole thing that you know yeah. that is down to my decisions. And, and actually, in fact, my success and failure in my life has been down to my decisions. In the same way that your success. Uh, as a, as a bodybuilder, it's been down to your decisions. Yeah. You know, you've, you've been strong enough to, to, to not go and do the 12 pack of multi pack of crisping. Yeah. <laughs> well, well it, was, it, it was about social, uh, it was about um, psychological, um, like the muscle, what we spoke about earlier on, increasing the brain's capacity to do shit and get shit done. Yeah. So if I can, if I can compete in, in bodybuilding, I can then take that mindset and that struggle and that, that pain. It's not really that much pain on the body, it's pain on the mind. Oh, um, when you when you get that and you go it creates this this breed of creature or whatever like it, that 
is, is able to get on stage. Everybody that gets on a bodybuilding stage is a winner because you've got to them levels of body fat. That's not natural. It's ex, it's an extreme sport. It's, I, what, it's ridiculous. My, one of my exes used to be Nabba. She's competing, oh, yeah. uh, not swimwear, the one above that in between the bodybuilders. So I get it. You know, distilled, it was back in the day, distilled water, is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I tasted this and going, you know, we two days out with distilled water. Oh, fuck, you know, I mean, you've got to be some sort of special head to ball to be able to pull that off. And that's what I'm saying. But there, there's an expectation that looking at these pictures, that that's attainable. And for the vast majority of people, it's not. A better version of me is attainable. I'm 96 kilo at the moment. And when I start looking really good, it's at 93, right? So I get it down from 96, I get it down to 93, and then I think, oh, crisp. I forget that I'm on my way down. It's nuts. So I get to 93 and I end up between, I bounce between 93 and 96. And like, that's crazy. That is like, like, like genuinely. I can, so clearly I can do it. And there's days when actually you just eat clean, everything's good. And there's days when that's just not an option. Mm. And it's funny because once you know that this is a head game, that you're human, you're fallible, you ain't perfect. Once you, and that implies in business, relationships, life, whatever you do. Once you recognise that, you're a whole lot happier. But when you beat yourself up for having a Snickers bar, stop. Yeah. Stop. You know, you're not a machine. <laughs> you're not a Terminator. Yeah, not a, ter- not a Terminator. We'll have to call this, this uh, podcast something about a Terminator. <laughs> it's, just so, it's, it's so funny. Um, so I'm not sure where, where to take it next. It's about trying to help other people <laughs> kind of get from being motivated by other people <laughs> unhappy and then being happy it's like so, this turning point isn't it so, so here's the thing with me i'm 44 now 31 year old i was delivering pizzas to keep my business afloat right i felt like a piece of shit and the reason I'm saying that is not to be dramatic the reason i'm saying that is that if you're waiting tables right now if you're delivering pizzas to keep your dream alive or whatever dream you're keeping alive and you've got some sort of struggle right pat yourself on the back don't beat yourself up see my teacher said to me i never amount to anything and up until 12, 13 years ago, he was right, but I changed, and we can all change, because here's the thing, my ingredients are exactly the same, little bit whoa, little bit way, uh, cheeky chapper, you know, blah, 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 willing to take a risk. The only thing that has changed is my recipe. So I'm still the same guy that had been unemployed for four years, been addicted to drugs twice, and you've got to work really hard to get addicted twice. Uh, so that same guy who's got no qualifications, who is the highest rated business author, who speaks for these global brands, Right, who also uh, runs this, uh, runs several businesses. You know, I'm still the same guy. So this is about you finding the best version of you, the best version of you on every level. But I'll tell you something. Over the last 11, 12 years of me running businesses, I've wanted to quit 11 times. So let's not pretend that it's easy. Oh well, I can't do it because I've got a newborn boy. Well, I did as well. I was 25 grand in debt. 25 grand in debt when I started my business. I have a wife that wanted me to go and get a proper job. So don't tell me you can't do it. Right, because it all starts with this belief, believing that you can. Because when I started my businesses off, that's all I had. I had no fucking money. So all I had was guile my brain and put that into gear. So as businesses start getting bigger and people start getting more successful, you can start you can start using money to buy yourself solutions. Now what I do at my even where I'm at right now is I the first business tool and the best business tool that I use every single time is my brain. And I see people they stop using that. And actually, the same goes for the bodybuilding game. Yeah. They stop using these techniques, those things that have got them to where they are, and start going, oh, look, the next thing. Nah. So I would say to any single individual watching this, ditches the drugs twice, four years unemployed, 25 uh, grand in debt, newborn boy, baby Ben, 
No qualifications. Dad was a heroin addict. Multi-million pound business now. Four books. Highest rated, uh, reviewed business author on Amazon. What's your excuse? Because I'll tell you something. Your excuse is the one that you're telling yourself. And you're either going to start talking yourself into things or start talking yourself out of things. And my advice to you is start talking yourself into things. So if you want to get fitter, start today. Or be honest about it and say, like me, you know what? I'm never going to be a bodybuilder type. But what I will do is I'll have some... In my world, arms that I'm quite comfortable with. Because there was a time when I was so embarrassed about myself that I used to wear jumpers and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And that's not good. Because now you're not feeling happy. So I'm happy with myself. I'm happy with the fact that I've got a 34-inch waist, right? It was up to 42, 44 at one point. And even then I realised it's a problem. So I'm quite happy. Would I prefer to be thinner? Yes. Would I prefer to have bigger arms? Yes. Can I be asked? No. <laughs> and I think that's what you need to be. You need to be honest with yourself because that's where you'll find your happiness. That's where you'll find your true contentment. But I'll tell you something. You will not find it in frigging supplements. You will not find it in getting a Lamborghini. You will not find it in being able to buy a Rolex watch. Because I'm telling you that this kind of stuff is only valuable when you can't afford it. And I, I mean, I, you know, the, the, the watch that you want, the car that you want, no longer has that same pulling power when you can afford it. I'm telling you that now. And this didn't happen overnight, did it? Oh, no, mate. You know, listen, you know, nervous breakdown, type 2 diabetes, um, marriage on the rocks, and some real personal struggles over the last 11 years. And I think that's what you've got to understand. See, people watched freaking Dragons Den. You know, 15 minutes with Theo and Peter, next thing going away with a quarter of a million quid. That's not the real fucking world. The real world is buying something for 50 pence, selling it for a pound and doing that for a fucking 11 years. And if you ain't prepared to do that, <coughs> stick with your proper job. At least you know where you stand. Yeah. See, you don't know where you stand. Look at HSBC, they just let 6,000 people go. When you run your own business, you know exactly where you stand. Fucking skin, get used to it. But you ain't going to starve to death. So what's the risk? The risk is if it doesn't work out, go and get a proper job, which is exactly the point where you started. Fucking yeah. listen, use this. Because every single decision that you've ever made in your life has brought you to this video today. And there's a reason for that. Either one, you just like listening to me and Chris have a, have a riff, or maybe, just maybe, I'm talking to you, and maybe you're looking for permission. You're looking for that fucking permission to make the change that you need to in the same way I was 11, 13 years ago, what it was. So let's leave it there, and let's let, let, let everybody else kind of digest that. It's probably going to take you <laughs> two or three listens and a pad and a pen to write down everything that um, Brad has just come out with there, because he does speak fast. He's from, uh, he's from Manchester. <laughs> So I'd like to um, thank you very much, Brad, for your time. That's absolutely awesome. Um, I've learned a lot. The people listening, they will have definitely learned a lot as well. And we're going to share this across social media and hopefully maybe, uh-huh. maybe change one or two people's lives, maybe make them progress and get a little bit better on a daily basis. Chris, I, you know what I'd suggest to anyone who's interested in this, if it resonated in any way or form, like genuinely resonating, check out nowwhat.biz, right, which is my next project. Yeah. You know, I've spent the last 13 years building this network up. I've now got a new project, nowwhat.biz, which is about that, making life-changing decisions. There we go. Thanks for your time, Brad. Cheers, champ. Take it easy. Thank you very much. Bye.